You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Super Metroid? Metroid Prime on the GameCube. Oh, is it also 3D? No. 3D? No, it's, it's a 2D. A 1? It's the one that a I two. prefer. A 3. Mr. Al! You didn't like Part 2, did you? I liked Part 2 a lot. What was... Oh, okay. Yeah. But you I just like, liked this one better? I like the I like the <clears> 2D <throat> Metro, Metroid games more than I like the 3D ones. Oh, I do, too. Um, like the Pro, Metroid Prime and I've like other I've tried to get into M. those before. I can't get into those games. Yeah? But, like but the, they're like the best but games. But Metroid, Super Metroid, Metroid yeah. 2, Metroid uh, Zero Mission... Fusion so far has been fucking phenomenal. I'm at the end. I think you're making some of these up. What? <laughs> you made up. You made that word up. Metroid Infinium. Yeah. Metroid Unobtainium. <laughs> Metroid yeah. the Ocho. Mm, that would be the ninth one, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Clearly, you're bilingual. <laughs> Uh, are we recording now? We we are always recording. It's okay because I know We're, that eventually you'll you'll cut it up to the point where I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is uh, two seconds before I do the introduction. Cut out all the boring stuff. Yeah, just uh, go ahead and talk about your pocket uh, so much stuff so I can cut that part out and then we'll just get right into. That's, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to talk about anything. Hey, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> I was just going to say that's too natural conversation. We can't start it off that way. It's got to be scripted. Dude, no. So I've been I've been playing Metroid Fusion and uh, and loving it. Are you a big Metroid player? Did you play a lot of Metroid? Oh yes, the yeah. original Super Metroid. I'm like you. I went all the way through the TD two D TD yeah the two D ones, but uh, tried to get into Prime and I just kept bouncing off. But it. Prime. <laughs> uh, so do you know how to do the Shine Spark? Uh, is I that like the Care Bear stare? Yeah. No, do you know how to do the Shine Spark? I, I don't. Game? I do okay. not. That's one of the things I'm struggling with right now. I'm trying to do the hundred percent. For, for fusion and wow. then you know getting all the items and upgrades and stuff and there's one that requires me to do like you're supposed to do that thing where you do the the running and after you run a while you start to like glow or whatever oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so when you do that and then you duck you can like go you could jump and like go and whatever. you're like Edward from Twilight exactly so he's shine there's, a, there's a thing it's called shine spark but there's a you're I'm supposed to get up on top of a, a structure because that's the way that I bust through and go down through it. Right. I don't know how to do that though. There's a way that you're you're able to combine Shine Spark with Screw Attack, mm. and I I just can't figure it out. So listeners, if you know how to do this, because I look online, I've looked online to see if I can find it. I love how this podcast is like your personal Google. What, what, welcome to Google. <laughs> uh, no, so if anybody knows how to do that. Because all the stuff that I've read online, people are just like really quickly going, oh yeah, just shine spark and then hit the jump and then hit down and then you should be fine. You know what? And I'm like, that's not helping me. And then I look up videos yep. and obviously that's not going to help me figure it out. What? Why not? So I, I can't see what oh, because they're doing Because you don't know what the they're doing. You need to find somebody who's like it. live streaming and has got the camera trained well, on their hands. Well, maybe someday you'll do that <laughs> and I can learn from that. But no, right now I can't Doubtful. find anything. So guys, if you are Metroid players, if you're veterans at it, help me. Just Fucking post on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Or Metroid or, tips, or you know, you could you could respond to us on Twitter. What's our, our Twitter handle? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Joe. Our Twitter handle is at the editing boy. Editing boy. Editing boy. The editing boy. Hey boy. I turned you southern. A little too much Jim Neighbors. Today. I was just gonna say <laughs> the uh, the accents from today's film are rubbing off on me. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not all that you're rubbing. <laughs> no, it's not all that. Hey. Uh, it's not all the rubbing to be done in this film. Um, so if you're in Dallas and you want to come see the Foreigner at the Pocket Sandwich yeah. Theater, you've got two more weeks to do it. Uh-oh. Uh oh. This is our last full weekend, and then next weekend we are uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then closing so we can get ready to open up. Uh, Night of the Living Walking Dead. I can't wait for that one, too. That one's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Are you yeah. P- playing a racist in that as well? C- not we really. look forward no. to your chops. Uh, I do play the character based on Shane from The Walking Dead. Mm. Oh, cool. Uh, and I also play the role that's based on the governor from The Walking Dead. Oh, doing dual roles. Yeah. Ooh. Two, I'm, I'm basically a villain in two Jenna. separate acts. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, fun. So it'll be cool. That's where you shine the most, Joe. When I play I a villain? That's right. Uh, wait till you see the foreigner. <laughs> right, we'll get them comp tickets. I know, right? Get that, get that going because I can't use comps in the final weekend. Way too expensive, uh, according to you. Yeah. So come see it, pocketsandwich.com. That's where you can find out information. Tickets are kind of pricey, guys. <laughs> but uh, Don't say that. But we'd like for, Look, man, if I'm going to be anything, I'm going to be honest. All right. I appreciate the transparency yeah. in this post-truthiness world. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you talking about? I've never been more comfortable with the truth <laughs> that has been flying around in the media and from the White House. Mm. It's a fantastic thing. That's right. Uh, this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no mm. matter what the case. Every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other. And with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we'll tear it apart, uh, dissect it, see what it did right, what it did wrong, and then see if we can put it back together maybe a little bit better than it was in the first place. We invite you to take part in the discussion. Again, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash editing bay. Or you could just type editing bay in the search function. Find that image yeah. of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you could find us and talk back to us. It's magical the way those work. Yeah. Search fields are your Technology friends. Technology is fantastic. Isn't it, though? Um, so we had a different plan. We had to kind of call an audible here. That's right. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't had a lot of huge celebrity deaths. I mean, Aretha Franklin, we miss you, but Joel apparently doesn't think that you're a huge deal. <laughs> hey, listen, I wanted to do the, Bru- the Bruce Brothers. The Bruce Brothers. I wanted to do the Blues Brothers. Editing boy. That week. Um, <laughs> Have but- you turned Cajun? Like, what's going on I'm with telling you, you, it's this film. Uh, yeah, so we had to call an audible. Uh, because we lost a, a legend in Hollywood. Very suddenly, too. Yeah. I don't think... Uh, the he, wheels were in motion. He wasn't on the docket, and though. And <laughs> ready to sail any ocean. Suddenly, suddenly I don't Reynolds need the is answer. No. Okay. Because <laughs> ah, I'm ready to take all my chances with you. Yes, Burt Reynolds and... Uh, uh, Dom DeLuise have been reunited. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen that meme show up. You, oh. know, you know how uh, people like to disrespectfully Photoshop... <laughs> Gene Wilder and, <laughs> and Gilda Radner and forget the fact that Gene Wilder was married to a whole, Happily. Like, another woman. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> this, this poor woman who's looking online going, the fuck, guys? Yeah, just, <laughs> just 50 years ago. <laughs> I know. I love the, the non-tributes that people think. They're, yeah. uh, they're like, Gene and Gilda are finally together again. I'm like, bitch... You are being very insensitive right now uh, to Mrs. Wilder. I did see a nice little cartoon of of uh, Burt Reynolds in what was the name of his car in Smokey and the Bandit? Did he have a name? Smokey? I, <laughs> I don't know. So dude. the car's name, whatever the car, him in the car, and he's like Kit. flying over the pearly. That's right. It was Kit. <laughs> it was Kit. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do that, Michael. That'd be awesome if Kit sounded like Dom DeLuise. <laughs> like I had to laugh. That'd be a whole other relationship. Burt Reynolds is Michael Knight. <laughs> yeah. And Dom DeLuise's kid. Yeah. I don't think we should go there. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see that? Uh, well, we'll never see it. No. Because they're both not dead. Not now. No, they're both dead. The star of Evening Shade has... Uh, <laughs> was it Evening Shade? What was the name of the show I he was in? There was, think, well, there was uh, Magnum P.I., right? That was him. <laughs> <It> was him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't be the only person to have confused. <laughs> no, there was the meme that was going around. It was a picture of Tom Selleck and his <laughs> oh, no. Burt Reynolds. Oh, no. That's awful. <laughs> It's like Here the we are Bill laughing. Paxton, the man is dead. And Bill we're like, Pullman. ah, Bill Pullman. Well, Gary Busey and Nick Nolte, same guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Carl Gary Weathers Busey and Billy that. Dee Williams. Oh wow, yeah. never made that connection. Yeah, it's because they all look alike to you, right, Joel? Oh come on, please. Jeez, what is your uh, favorite Burt Reynolds property? Shit, Movie, man. film, TV. That's tough. Um, because Burt Reynolds has done some good work. Absolutely. Um, As I was watching today's film, not to give too much away, yeah. it was hard to believe that this is like, you know, the Burt Reynolds from Boogie Nights is also the Burt Reynolds from Stroker Ace. Well, like, and just obviously couldn't... Boogie Nights was his first film, like, legitimately back. Because, uh, wait, which came first, Striptease or Boogie Nights? Striptease was like the year before. Okay. So it was kind of like on so his way up. He was kind of on his way up. Mm-hmm. It was almost like what... Um, like there, there John Travolta. There's that John Travolta movie where he was like teaching Russians how to be Americans or whatever, <laughs> yes. and that came out a few years before Pulp Fiction came out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, but Pulp Fiction was really his return. Then he decided to take every fucking movie role that was offered exactly. to him. Exactly. It was like, okay, we're kind of done with you now, John Travolta. Mm-hmm. No, okay, look who's talking. And then Pulp Fiction, like he was big with look who's talking. That's right. And it was like, oh, people are like, oh man, Travolta's back. He's so all but right. We're tired of he him. He also does drama. Yeah, he does mm-hmm. drama. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I kind of think that I, I like Burt Reynolds' original The Longest Yard. I thought that was Ooh, a really good yeah, film. Good call. Uh, I don't even mind the remake where he kind of plays the coach character right. in it. Um, I liked him in Boogie Nights a lot. I think he did a fantastic He's great in Boogie job. Nights, yeah. Uh, That'll probably go down as a most esteemed acting gig. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I did like him in the Dukes of Hazard as the boss hog character. 
He was definitely having fun in that role. It's very it's, charming. It's cool to see. Oh. There, there's no denying. The dude is charming. He's fun to watch. Yeah. There is something about even watching this, watching Stroker Race, which is arguably the worst Burt Reynolds movie ever made. Oh, yes. Uh, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but that holds any water for you. He's still charming. Even when he's being kind of a, a sexist pig, he's, he's charming. <laughs> Different but time. He's old. There's this weird thing about when you're watching Burt Reynolds in most of these movies... They give him a name. It's almost like Jason Statham. They right. give his character a name, but, but it's basically Burt Reynolds. Exactly. It's just Burt Reynolds chewing gum and like just being what. Like he's Norm Macdonald's Burt Reynolds. He is. I couldn't watch this movie without thinking of <laughs> like hearing Norm Macdonald's. I'm like, yes. oh well, this is clearly the yes. uh, the genesis of that impression. Uh, I love Phil Collins. <laughs> uh, so so here we are with Stroker Race, which came out in 1983. Yeah. And just to give you some perspective. Some real good fucking movies oh, came yeah. out in 1983. Absolutely. Classics. It's the same year we got Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. The Right Stuff. Mm. Uh, Terms of Endearment, which Burt Reynolds was supposed to be Should in. Should have been. The role was written for him, apparently. Yeah. yeah. The Outsiders. Oh, uh, God. That was 83? Yeah. Wow. Trading Places. Uh, two Bond movies came out that year. Never, how, how never is say, that possible? Well, because there was the oh, official Bond movie, Octopussy. Yeah. And then they did Never Say Never yeah. Again, directed by Irving Kirshner of The Empire Strikes Back. No yeah. way. Uh, Crawl, if you're familiar with that. That one has been suggested to us a lot. Oh, for it is podcast. on the list. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, wow. Good a, year. A Christmas Story. What? Scarface. Flash Dance. Wow, banner year. Yeah, dude. And then Superman 3. Hard to believe it's the... <laughs> Is that the quest for peace? The big chill. Mm. Yeah, with uh, with Je- Je- Jeff Jeff uh, Jeff Jeff. That's right. Uh, 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 Goldblum, <laughs> Kevin Klein in that one too. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love loved him in Dances with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, it, 1983 is a huge year, mm-hmm. uh, and we it also gave us Smokey and the Bandit Part Three, <laughs> which is basically what this is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is Smokey and the Bandit Part Two Point Five. Uh, and then we got the because it's a Hal Needham movie. Only the names have changed. Um, <laughs> sometimes I sleep every day. Sometimes another day. Wasting away. Uh, so Hal Needham is old school stuntman. Like used to do all the stunts in all the old John Wayne movies. Oh yeah, is that why he's all into car chases? And... Yeah, he's that's. I mean, dude, the movie opens pretty much over like two minutes into the movie. We've got Burt Reynolds for no reason at all. Driving a three-wheeled car with Jim Neighbors like on the door trying Hanging to counterbalance out. Yeah. it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is definitely. It's just basically this is a movie directed by a stuntman, and they were like, what I'd like to do is have him drive a three-wheeled car. <laughs> Find a way to work it into the script. <laughs> uh, Not that that would have been difficult with this. The budget for this movie, sixteen point five million. Oh, it brought healthy. in thirteen million. Oh no! See, so even audiences were over with uh, because those were huge back in the day. The yeah. first two, uh, Smokey and the Bandit, the Cannonball the Bandit, Run, films. all the, the Hal Needham, Burt Reynolds movies. Yeah, man, they were like printing money. They were like uh, uh, what Leonardo DiCaprio and, and, Scorsese. and Scorsese. That was their thing. <laughs> That's an apt analogy. They're just <laughs> They're just like, like them. Uh, but this, I mean, I'm surprised this movie brought in 13 million. Yeah, I'm super surprised it made that much. It's pretty rough. It's uh, this is this feels like one of those Adam Sandler. Hey, we're gonna have the oh, studio finance our vacation yep. movies. Uh-huh. And and everyone, admittedly, you know, they enjoy working together. He said the whole reason he took it over t- terms of endearment, yeah. was because he liked working for his friend, uh-huh. and he made him a verbal promise. And uh, there he is with Hal, starting his movie, wearing a chicken suit. And he suit. wanted to work with Jim Neighbors. Yeah, they worked together before. I think yeah. in some other film, yeah. enjoyed it as much, and you can tell from uh, they've got they've got a great relationship. Yeah. There are there are a lot of times where it feels like Hal Needham just set the camera down and just let everybody just well kind of hang out. You have to imagine that with Burt Reynolds, I mean, clearly every film ends with him and his blooper reel. Yeah, so. You have to imagine that uh, maybe he's he's not really Johnny on the spot with the script and being off book. So uh, it, his style of acting, uh, th- there's a lot of improv going on because yeah. it is just uh, here's here's my buddies. We're gonna hang out and uh, film some movie. Mm-hmm. Script is inconsequential as yeah. long as we have enough for the blooper reel. Man, there's there's something about the way that Burt Reynolds performs this role of Stroker Race though, where he's in, when, the way he interacts with people. You can tell he's putting the pieces together in his head, <laughs> but they're not translating. To like the audience, so you don't understand like some of the things that are going on communication wise. You're like, <laughs> I know you know where you're going with this, but the rest of us are not very clear on it. Like there's shit where he's picking up on like uh, Aubrey James, 
the uh, the rival race car driver. That's right. He's like picking up on his girlfriend or whatever when they're in a bar, and I'm like, okay, so he just pretended he hurt himself, and that's enough to like yeah. get her to leave him. And that's an interesting strategy to pull down tail. Yeah, is to uh, if you're already kind of pushing. You're you're showing your age, and the girl you're trying to impress is already dancing with a younger, hotter version of you. Yeah, uh, interesting strategy to make yourself look even more lame yeah, and feeble. Like, oh, I just <laughs> threw my back out walking to the bathroom. Yeah, so clearly I'm I'm uh, virile. This um, please have sex with me. This movie opens no, up. I'm asking you, Joe. I'm talking. Oh, to you, you want to have sex? Please have sex. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Cut that part out. So the uh, the movie opens with uh, Stroke Race has his own theme song, mm. which I didn't remember when I watched this movie as a kid. You're talking about the opening song? I'm ju- well, yeah, I'm talking about The Devil Went Down to Georgia, yes. but they just redid the, the lyrics. The Charlie Daniels band like just shamelessly ripping themselves off. <laughs> just with cannibalized this, like, their most popular song. This is like the Nickelback of their, their time. Like You could play these two songs in tandem. <laughs> Stroker was raised in Georgia. He had a car that he had to drive. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, it literally Stroker is. driving around in a circle. Gonna win that race. <laughs> That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> and and it has like it has lyrics like "Stand on it, stroker, because the bandit's on your trail." Oh, really? Like, really? We couldn't like we couldn't separate <laughs> bandit from Burt Reynolds long enough. Well, you can't even separate like the actors. Even in the blooper section of this film, they bring back the fucking um, yes. Is, is it Smokey is or is at, he the bandit? At the vi- no, he's he's uh, he's smo- Smokey. Yeah. The truck driver. Yeah, because he's the bandit. Like he, of course, obviously. Burt Reynolds is the bandit. There you go. And uh, yeah, so he's a trucker. And that was his. I don't know, dude. It's been a while since I've seen those, but I have seen all of those films, Joe. And it's they, it, uh, were it's in heavy circulation in the Burnson household. We, we talked about this um, a few weeks back uh, about how they oh, when we were talking about Jersey Girl and Jason Lee mm, made favorites. he made a Burt Reynolds reference. Oh yeah, he always references Burt Reynolds in, in some way, movies. shape, or form in all his movies. Uh, and so it's. Burt Reynolds is like this weird, I think maybe I was born a year, maybe two years too late yeah. to really truly be on the Burt Reynolds train mm-hmm. to be like, oh yeah, Burt Reynolds was definitely a part of my life growing up. My father liked Burt Reynolds movies Mine and too? we definitely watched enough Smokey and the Bandit and Cannonball Run oh, yeah. and even the Stroker Ace. We watched enough of that for me to be familiar with it, but not so much that it became like part of my DNA, right. like my pop culture DNA. Um, well, there's not really a lot to grasp on to, to be fair, unless you're kind of a motorhead. Yeah. Uh, because 30% of these movies are just like car chases. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they're not even very interesting car chases. They're literally just like cars driving down a road. And especially in this film where it's it's centered around NASCAR, mm-hmm. which I am not a fan of. Like right. that, that does nothing for me. So it, I was going to do, say it doesn't do like add anything ta- to the do film. Do you like Talladega Nights? Uh, of what I've, I've seen, yes. Oh, I you do. haven't seen the whole thing? I've seen most of it. Okay. Yeah. See, I prefer Talladega Nights because yeah. they've made that movie was made and it, it gave the audience a frame of reference uh, and it, it established in as much as a Will Ferrell movie does, <laughs> it at least established a story and characters and conflict. This movie doesn't do any of that. There's not really there, any conflict. There's no at conflict. All. The only conflict that happens in this movie, what you have is a contentious relationship between Burt Reynolds, Stroker Ace, mm-hmm. and Ned Beatty's uh, Clyde Torkel. Who's he's a guy who runs a, a chicken chain, a, ra- a yeah. chain of chicken restaurants, and he really wants to get in on NASCAR. He wants a driver to he wants to be able to sponsor a driver. He wants someone to agree to let him sponsor them, and nobody will do it. Nobody will do it because they think he's a slime. Burt Reynolds even says in some of the worst exposition that's ever delivered <laughs> in this movie. Poor Jim Neighbors. <laughs> yes, it is his fucking job this. to give to let the audience know who everyone is and what their relation mm-hmm. is to everyone. Like fucking Burt Reynolds is driving. His, he's in the middle of a race and he's like, "Who's number 10? Well, Stroker, you know who number yeah, 10 is. We talk That's about Aubrey this. Aubrey James, your arch rival <laughs> that you're always racing against. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they, that's how they give this this exposition. And and Burt Reynolds even says to Ned Beatty at one, t- at one point, everybody likes me. Nobody likes you. So I don't want to work with you. So he ends up having to work with Ned Beatty because Burt Reynolds is a dick to his current promoter. Yes. And like fills his rental car full of cement yeah. in a very terrifying way, too. Yeah, that's not even like a practical joke. That's not like you're wrapping saran wrap around your car. This is like attempted drowning. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a couple of uh, times that Burt Reynolds attempts murder mm-hmm. in this film. <laughs> Later on with the aforementioned Aubrey, what's his name? Plaza? Aubrey James. Aubrey James. Aubrey Plaza. When uh, he and his. Uh, uh, 
his his cohorts are like one of them is Dale Earnhardt racing. Is that Dale Earnhardt? Dale no Earnhardt's way. the one pushing the other car. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got these cards like food cards. They're in, in a hotel and they're pushing them. They're racing them down the hall. And Burt Reynolds, you know, of course, they've been going back and forth, Caddyshack style, and uh, it sneaks up behind. That's him. a very good comparison. Oh, do, that do, is a very good comparison. This, this film movie. is the Caddyshack of NASCAR. Yeah, like. J- j- that relationship between him and the rival, uh, yeah, the, the younger, hotter race car driver. Wow, that's really good. Oh, thanks, appreciate that. Um, but yeah, when they're <laughs> they're pushing, and uh, Burt Reynolds takes over, commandeers his oh uh, yeah, cart and pushes him through a fucking through a glass, glass window. window. Yeah, exactly. Dude should have been cut to ribbons. Yeah, and then it, goes, it lands into a pool. Yeah, so he would, he would have just bled out there as he drowns to death. Like not cool. And, and everybody's VR. like just just swimming in the pool, having laughing. a laugh, having a good time. Ah. Yeah, uh, I was surprised nobody got killed there. Uh, it's so, not a good lesson. So Burt Reynolds, obviously, after pr- trying to drown his promoter with uh, concrete, ends up losing his sponsorship. And so, yeah, he approaches Ned Beatty so that way they can strike up a deal. And then immediately he doesn't. He refuses to read the contract. Of course, yeah. Doesn't get into. He doesn't do himself. And then hates being a part of this and has to do a few like appearances. And at that point, is so fed up with having to do appearances and like do the commercial yeah, shit. Being humiliated, him. yeah, he's humiliated, so he wants to get out of his contract. He's the fastest chicken in the south. There's, <laughs> there's no, at no point, there's no sympathy established for this stroke race character. Oh no, I have he's kind no of a dick from the first frame, from the Even first to the end. When he's a child, like mm-hmm. little stroker Ace is a dick. Yeah. yeah, he destroyed his buddy's bike trying to jump over a ravine or yeah. whatever. Uh, but no, there's there's no sympathy for the Stroker Ace character. He's not relatable at any point. Like at, at no point do we go, yeah, he really got a fucking unfair wow, shake there. You sure are every man. Yeah, right. He's a dick. He steals other guys' girlfriends. He doesn't remember women when he rolls into town. Like and and he doesn't change. Lonnie Anderson changes. Her approach to him yeah. changes for no reason and not for the better. No, like she, uh, Lonnie Anderson, <clears throat> who. What would audiences know her from aside WKRP from KRP in Cincinnati? Burt Reynolds' wife. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. ex-wife. I guess I should yeah. say because they they can't. Because he's like dead a, now. On a, oh god. Because <laughs> even if they were still married, she wouldn't. Wait, they weren't married to the end though, right? They've no, gotten divorced no, years yeah, ago. Yeah, they got divorced. Yeah, but it was like an on again, off again, and uh, what a surprise that she shows up in this movie. I'm yeah. sure he had nothing to do nothing with the casting. Uh, yeah, it was definitely based on her talent. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, She's yes. Fucking, horrible. we know that from all of the things that she went on to do that we know her from all of her Oscar award winning <laughs> yeah. films. Didn't she? No. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she. No. So she's pretty rough. She's so bad in this movie. She's not even really an actress. No. Like. Like, when she was in WKRP, she actually did pretty well. Yeah. And I think that was uh, by virtue of the ensemble that was put together for that show. She played well off of everybody. Yeah. There's really nothing going on here. No. She's, she's There's a, nothing to react to. She's a, a an object for Burt Reynolds to just ogle over the yep. whole time. And, and then every once in a while, it's almost like Burt was like, well, we got to give Lonnie something to do. She's my wife. <laughs> yes. Let's have her be in this scene. I don't know why. I don't know why she would be at the race. I don't know why she's working for Ned Beatty. She's working for Ned Beatty. Well, we first see her, and she's standing on top of, like, the concrete divider between Mm -hmm. Pit Row and the infield. And then they, like, use this air bottle and blow up her dress, like, Marilyn Monroe style. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not classy. That's kind of shitty. Uh, especially in today's day and age, I don't think we should be sending a message like that. No. Um, and then like throughout the entire movie, she is just she's just there to be eye raped by Burt Reynolds the entire time, and also until uh, eventually she is absolutely like actually <sighs> taken. I, I, Are we know, ready to talk about her this? Better mind. I mean, it, it's kind of the center point of this entire movie because we could sit <laughs> here, it? we could. Joel, it's certainly the longest I would, scene I would in that sure film. Love, I would love for you to tell me, besides that really weird scene, mm-hmm. what else really stands out to you about this? No, movie? you're absolutely right. There's no conflict. The conflict is basically he's trying to get out of this contract. He's, he's trying to get humiliated. out of a deal that he made. Mean, yes. He's backing out of a deal that he asked for. Meanwhile, he's training, I guess, to is he? win the race. Is he? I mean, no, not no. really. No. This is an hour and a half, almost two hours of nothing. Nothing really happens. There's no plot, no story. He doesn't go through an arc. There's no central conflict. I mean, you cannot sell me on the conflict of, well, he's a NASCAR driver and this other guy wants to beat him. Well, yeah, that's the point. That's the point. It's sports. If somebody else wasn't trying to beat him, it'd be kind of a really boring race. That's the plot, but what's the story? Yeah. What's what's, What's the point, Walter? (laughs) I'll tell you the point. Uh, So you're right. There there is very little point, except that uh, some people wanted to... 
get together and make a film yeah. and uh, thought there was an audience for it. Mm-hmm. Still, still clamoring. So, uh, yeah, on its face, not a lot of value there. But then it takes it a step further. And it's really hard to judge this film by 2018's standards. <laughs> yeah. Because clearly this was okay. This got greenlit by several people. There is a long... I, I would really love to time it out. It's got to be over two minutes, maybe even three minutes. Single shot, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Camera's just locked down. Oh, yeah. For all you people that love like Ryan Coogler and Creed <laughs> yes. and the one-take boxing match, well, there you go. You'll love that. You'll Brent get Reynolds wet over this one. got you beat. That's right. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, after, you know, he and Lonnie, been, uh, he's been trying to woo her. We learned that uh, she is, she's a virgin. Was she, like a 40-year-old virgin? Yeah. Um, <laughs> very very devout, very uh, holds on to her beliefs, uh, clutches to them. Until uh, you pry her with a little bit of wine, and all of a sudden she's just ready to give it to uh, to whoever whoever happens to be in her her radius. Yeah, uh, and that's Burt Reynolds here because Burt Reynolds is the one who uh, who basically drugged her. Yeah, she thought she was drinking non alcoholic. He, he, he wine, tells right? her at one point he's like, "Oh no, this is non alcoholic wine." Yeah, go ahead and drink it. It's, he cosbeat her. Wow. And th- but then then Jim Neighbors. Luckily in that first scene, Jim Neighbors shows up. And he keeps anything bad from happening, and they end up having dinner. But then, like, we come back to them in the hotel mm-hmm. maybe, like, 20 minutes later, and, uh, and they're having drinks. And she, she says, like, you, had, you tricked me into drinking. Goes, you got me wine. drunk, didn't you? Yeah. Is the exact line. Uh, we know that's not going to go well. And then she says, she's like, I want you, Stroker. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I want you, Stroker. That's that's pretty much all the emotion she could muster up to say. Oh yeah, that was her. I, wa- I want you. Stroker. That was her big turn. That was her, her Michael Keaton from quite the a, end of Jack Frost. <laughs> I, I want you. Stroker. I'll always watch you. <laughs> yeah, quite a one eighty from uh, like she she's made it this far in life. Yeah. as a virgin, like she's decided, you know this is she she holds on to this conviction, and then uh, easily pliable with a couple of glasses of wine and a, and a Burt Reynolds mustache. Apparently, mm-hmm. ladies can't resist. Uh, so. She starts to lure him into the bedroom there there in a hotel because they're on the road. Uh, he walks in, follows her, and we see her passed out on the on the bed. Which she can't even. She's such a horrible actress. She can't even play unconscious. No, well, no. Like they she's had to lying just there, like using fucking the same shot over and over Exactly. Again. Uh, yeah, close up of her uh, yeah, necklace is like perfectly you know Between centered. The exactly. And... Do you think she was just like he kept making her laugh? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure we've he's seen this make it, yeah. from the bloopers, the the five minute bloopers at the end of this. Film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, so Burt Reynolds comes in, and obviously to his dismay, she's passed out. So so no nookie for him. And he's like, I really wish you were here for this. Or is there? And the thing is, we don't know. We actually don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't think so? I don't. They... Well, that's true because when we cut away from that scene, the last thing we see are the steely cold eyes well, of he, Burt Reynolds looking like, into the uh, the camera. He says something like, "I could just ravage you anyway." Who would know? And then he breaks the fourth wall and looks, looks at the audience the camera. with like a wink. And like, I'm like, that's not funny. No, this that's isn't cool. Cute. Rape is not, uh, <laughs> not, even, not even attempted. It's not okay. Mm-mm. Just because she's not conscious to say no but doesn't the, mean that's a the yes. The creepier part of it, if, if there can be, is the way he's like slowly undressing her. Well, he's like rationalizing to himself like, well, you're, and you, this is you the can't shit, go to bed uh, in clothes. Nobody sleeps thing, in clothes, right? this is the right? shit that would make my father like crack up. <laughs> uh, no, you can tell it's being played for laughs. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, an audience well, who enjoys this. I read a medical journal um, and it said that, you know, Falling asleep with a brazier on. That's right. It's not good know, for circulation. It's not good for circulation, and it could you know you could die. Uh, so I should probably take this off. Uh, but if I take that off, I should probably take that off down there. And she's like staring and, at her bosoms. Yes, and so are we for the most part. Just yeah, like yeah. from a bird's eye kind of point it's of view, weird focus. angle. Yeah, it's it's uh, it drawing the eye. It's uncomfortable. It's the longest scene Quite in sure. the entire film. It is, and it, it's it's so creepy. Um, yeah, it's very creepy. And then from there, we have to we cut to the final race where we're supposed to be cheering. Rear, for rear, him. There's our hero. But, and Jim I want to be like him. Jim Neighbors punches Burt Reynolds out, <laughs> and we never come back to it. Where he's like, "What'd you do that for?" It was because you you hurt her feelings, and where Lonnie Anderson can go, "No, we didn't sleep together." That was and like, "Oh no, you didn't." Oh, was, yeah. That was, that's that's like a, a a B plot in an episode of Three's Company. Yeah. Um. So some characters that we haven't talked about. Okay. Uh, Doc Siegley and his father, Dad Siegley, uh-huh. which are the f- characters that Stroker races with at the very beginning of the movie. That's right. They end up, how to race. They end up coming back because Stroker needs help from basically a con man. His buddy mm-hmm. uh, Doc is an actor, and he has him pose as uh, a representative from uh, Miller 
Yeah, that that's right. That's right. Uh, Almost and, gets busted. And yeah, you're asking for a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> like, you're gonna buy them out too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so yeah, he gets help from them to try to convince Ned Beatty that like they want to buy out the chicken place, but they need to make a decision by a certain time, and it's supposed to be by like the end of the race or whatever. And uh, and like that's how he gets out of his contract. Or how he gets out from under all this is that he gets fired, but he doesn't lose anything. It, it's so weird and convoluted. Like the way, just go with just, it, Joe. I I can't, and that's <laughs> what you're asking me to do. That's the in fact that scene with him and Lonnie Anderson where he's undressing her. Just go with it. Like that is <laughs> that is the mission statement of this entire <laughs> yes. movie. Even though you've paid money to come in here and we've raped your eyes uh, for an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, just go with it. This is a PG movie too. Like this isn't even. Well, I guess they didn't have PG thirteen at the time. They didn't did have they? no. Not so maybe it was Indiana one of the movies that was responsible for this, but uh, yeah, it, it seems weird. There's a lot of cursing, yeah, and uh, a lot of a lot of violence, but it's very the... cartoony violence. Is the violence is not? <laughs> it's not any more violent than a Roadrunner Coyote cartoon. And, and you know it's cartoony because they use that that timpani sound effect. Oh yeah, boom! <laughs> There's literally that shot. <laughs> uh, when uh, what's going on? Oh oh um. When they're talking about coming in second, we came in second, and there's that one lackey. He's like, "What's wrong with coming in second? And and in tandem, oh, yeah. they're like, "Screw, Screw second. second!" And then wow, they turn wow. to him. He, <laughs> he looks at the camera. They literally, I was like, "What is a fucking Hanna Barbera cartoon?" Oh, yeah. it's embarrassing. Uh, so, what I need to know is what what were the origins of this? <laughs> like, I understand. Like with Cannonball Run uh, you had a plot it was a bunch of people racing against each other to get to from one point of the country to the yeah, other exciting. and the winner would win a bunch of money and like what it is is you can't just take a road trip like that and not run into some shit along the way yeah. and so that's kind of what you've explored mm-hmm. did we need two of those? no the first one was fine uh, yeah uh, and then Smokey and the Bandit both of his sequels I was, think are needless pretty great Smokey and the Bandit the first one was a really good movie mm-hmm. because you had it was anchored on the, the talents of Burt Reynolds who's very charming but you also had Sally Field yes She's Who fantastic. Really good. She's a it. good uh, foil for him. Absolutely. Uh, and and what you had with Hal Needham doing what he did right, uh, what he does well is the that car action, filming mm-hmm. what's going on with the cars and seeing stuff that we're we're forming a convoy. Right. Ten four, good buddy. All right. Uh, you really kind of fall in love with that lifestyle. Yeah, you do. I wanted to be a trucker for a while. I and went that's, to a phase. That's how we end up getting uh, over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're still always like I want to do one of those movies about <laughs> trucks. Uh, no, so that you could see that there was the, there's, there's the potential for it to go right, but stroke race is like when you get all of those pieces and you do it the absolute wrong way. Like when you just try to mail it all in and it's a shame because Jim neighbors is a talented guy. He's funny in this movie. He is Ned Beatty, a damn fine actor. Mm. And it's really fun to see Ned Beatty and Burt Reynolds reunited after deliverance in something a little oh more lighthearted. God. Holy shit, I didn't even make that connection. No? Wow. <laughs> uh, and uh, even the dude who plays Aubrey James is a great actor. Like, for what he's supposed to do, to be the goofy, like, up-and-comer, yeah. but to never be able to take him seriously, <laughs> I think he does a good job. He's always got that goofy look on his face yeah. and stuff. Uh, and I am kind of convinced there's, like, an Iceman Maverick thing going on between say, the two of them. It's, it's weird how the, the film concludes when they're rivals the entire time. <laughs> like across a crowded room <laughs> as he's being cheered after Burt Reynolds has won the big thing. Yeah, he gives him like sexy eyes while he's autographing but some like, girls. Why? Book. Why all of a sudden? Like he should be pissed based he, he on the rest of his performance. <laughs> he won his respect because he slid upside down across uh, <laughs> yes. the finish goal, finish line. Yeah, it's the finish line, <laughs> not the finish goal. <laughs> wow! When he scoring, when he scored a home run, <laughs> <laughs> clearly not a NASCAR fan. <laughs> Not a sports guy. Um, all right, yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty much all the notes I've got for this movie. No, um, how about Elvira being in this? Dude, I love Elvira. Nice cameo. I wish that she wasn't in just two seconds of the movie because I think she's great. I Joe, what? No, I have a question for you. Sorry what? to interrupt that train of thought. Elvira, alive or dead? She's still alive. Oh, oh you knew this? Yeah, I had to look it up. Yeah, no, I thought for sure that she had died years ago. No, she's absolutely yeah, looking, still alive. Looking she looks good great. Too, man. Yeah. She does Surprise. conventions around here all the time. Of course. Yeah. I loved her. Uh, yeah, she was great. Guys, if you don't know who Elvira was... Uh, what? She was, dude, there might be people listening to this who don't know Elvira. Do you know who Elvira is, dark. Jenna? <laughs> what? <laughs> the answer was Morticia Angelica Adams? Houston. No, uh, she does look like her. Very good. No, so Elvira... What is that character name? She used to... Uh, Morticia. Morti- I said Morticia Adams. Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like it's like 
watching my brother's kids, like playing cards with my brother's kids or something. <laughs> uh, no, Elvira used to host like B movie nights yeah. on like the networks or whatever. USA. Uh, yeah, she was she was awesome. And then she they ended up giving her her own movie at one point. And it's I think funny. It came out like in the eighties, eighty four, eighty five ish. Um, but yeah, Elvira's in this thing. She makes a quick appearance. And, like, I kind of wish that there was more of her. Even maybe not her acting as Elvira. Maybe just her yeah. playing a different character. She's she's phenomenal. She would have been much better than Lonnie Anderson in this role. Yes. She actually has life in her eyes. <laughs> yes, she does. Uh, Lonnie so- Anderson also wearing a lot of caked-on makeup. And I'm not sure if this is, like, a, um, you know, not quite ready for... I shouldn't be watching this in HD. Like, maybe I got the Blu-ray version. Caked-on makeup watching- and helmet hair. Yeah, well, you know. Her hair never moves. It's 80s. She was like, no, but there's plenty of women in this movie that have natural looking hair. Her shit always looks like she's wearing a wig. What's with the women in this movie, too? What is with the women in this movie? Like, like the, all wanting to have that that Burt Reynolds D well, up in them. Well, it's that which you know, yeah, that's understandable. Look at him; he's a handsome <laughs> guy. He's charming <laughs> that, with that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're having a bird off, man. I'll tell you the thing that the the thing that physically represents good. this movie best best of all is when they're driving down the street and Jim Neighbors is just like singing Amazing Grace. Yes. Lonnie Anderson's driving. Yes. And fucking Burt Reynolds is just like sleeping in the back seat. Right. And just like, hey, are we there yet? Huh? Uh, that that physically describes this entire movie. That, that, like, and then also him like fucking with Jim Neighbors as he's singing, like reaching a Kleenex like over his mouth. Trying to put it in his mouth. Clearly that's a, like again, an outtake. Again, Hal Needham keeping the camera rolling and of them course. just doing their own thing. Yeah, that's the only entertaining moment. I was about to say, it's the most charming moment of the movie was that, that part. You know, although I do remember him being more charming than I found him in this one. And I'm not sure if it's just be, if it's the movie I on its Burr own. I think Burt Reynolds has roles that he's a lot more charming than this movie. Uh, oh, uh, no, absolutely. Oh, okay. I thought you were No, you no, were I'm saying that. up until this film, I remember him being charming. Yeah. And it's hard to tell if if if, if it's the times or this movie is just that No, bad. it's Morris Day in the times. Tr- he's, he's trying <laughs> that much jungle harder. Love. It's like oh, they reali- oh, oh. <laughs> It's like they realized they didn't have much to work with, so he yeah. has to mug. I think at this point, Burt Reynolds was kind of mailing shit in. Mm-hmm. He'd had enough stuff handed to him. Uh, I, I'd almost say that Burt Reynolds helped write this movie <laughs> just because this movie plays out like it's written by the guy who's acting in it. Like, just <laughs> so lazy. It's so fucking lazy. I mean, say what you will about the Oceans movies where they're like, all right, we just want to go on a vacation. Please just film this thing in Italy and we'll make a movie well, At least there's it. a script. There's at least a script. There's at least some kind of cohesion. The characters make sense. There's a relationship between them. Uh it, 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 do you get the feeling that Burt Reynolds refused to let his hair get wet, so that's why he didn't do a dunking booth in that one scene? It's just oh, a car interesting. Over. It's him being flipped upside down. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, clearly there's a lot of uh, kowtowing to to his demands. Oh, sure. In this film. Um, so yeah, that's when we we run into Doc and uh, and in Dad Siegley, and they agree to be part of this grift to try to uh, to try to you'd fool uh, uh, the Torkel yeah, out of Ned Beatty character. Yeah, try getting rid of the uh, the chicken place. Um, and I think I I liked I would have liked it a lot more. And this is just for me constructing the story. I would have liked it a lot more if he met up with Doc. We didn't see Dad Siegley again. We just saw Doc Siegley. Oh, they saved and it. They, and they they talk about you know well we need help and blah 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 blah. And so he goes and he talks to this guy and then he's like I don't know what to do. There's only a few days. I I did the best I could. I did the best I could. Then we get that scene in the final race where he's like, someone's here from the Miller Brewing Company, and we cut over, and it's Dad Siegley. Oh, uh, that would have been... That, and it would, have like given, it would have given audiences maybe enough time to forget that character. Yep, I would have. So we wouldn't have even known who he was at the end mm-hmm. until like it, the reveal. Or for those people that were really paying attention, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I wonder what's about to happen here. It would have been much more clever yeah. than the way it played out. Uh-huh. Because we know. that That's the problem with this movie is we know from moment to moment how it's going to end up. There's really never a moment where Burt Reynolds, where someone gets one over on Burt Reynolds. No, of course not. There's never a moment I mean, like he, that. he loses a couple of races, and, you know, he spends a good third of the film in a chicken but outfit. That's so, so that's so impersonal. Yeah. Like, there's never a point where, personally, the Burt Reynolds character has somebody get one over on him. Like, in the bar fight sequence. Yeah, he kind of gets knocked around a little bit. But, like, that young Aubrey James puts on his gloves because he wants to punch out Burt Reynolds, and Burt Reynolds gets the drop on him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it, it, it's nice. In a movie like this, it's kind of nice to see our protagonist like re- hit rock bottom 
before he earns his way back up. You know, that is something that... Um, Days of Thunder did that. Is uncommon. Yeah, Ooh, there you go. Uh, in, in Uncommon for Burt Reynolds' films in the sense that, yeah, you do see him be more of the underdog. He's usually kind of like uh, confident and run. Have, has yeah. bravado. Yeah. And this one, he's, he's basically being humiliated for a large chunk of it. And uh, you just kind of feel more sad for him well, and not entertained. The, I I don't know if I completely agree with that. I oh, feel really? like he's not he's not the butt of the jokes. Like like he ends up in weird situations, but the problem is he's put himself in those situations. There is nothing that happens to him in this movie that isn't based directly on him making a choice. Oh yeah, fair enough. Without fucking considering everything before signing on the dotted line. Like and they com- they even have a scene where he's like, "What is this? It's a bunch yeah. of white pieces of paper." I'm not reading this. I'm not going to read this. I'm just going to sign it. Are, are you fucking kidding That's me, man? That's probably not going to come back into play later. I know, right? Uh, and so I feel insulted as an audience member watching this that, like, you've asked me to invest an hour and a half of my time into this character, yet you didn't take the time to invest yourself into this fucking character. So fuck you. I'm not going to do the legwork. <laughs> you have to do it. You're making the fucking movie. You're getting paid. It was you're, worth it for the $13 million. Worth it for the uh, blooper section at the end, though. Or was it, though? Even the blooper sequence of this movie is weak compared kind of to the lame, Cannonball right? Well, because it's missing the uh, the undeniable Dom laugh Deloise, of yeah. Dom DeLuise. The, the two of them yucking it up. Uh, they always were. They were the best parts in the movie. You stuck around for the credits. Yeah. They were doing it before Marvel was. Yeah, and, and just to see... What the uh, like? What they would do with each other? Where Bert would like pull fucking hairs off of Dom DeLuise's mustache? Always with the practical jokes. These you know, two always hitting each other, and and then also seeing them with the old Rat Pack group. You know, mm-hmm. like Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. And, Dean. and Dean Martin and and uh, old. Uh, uh, I want to say I keep wanting to say Frank Stallone Sinatra? and it's, it's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> wow, like, it's not Frank Stallone. Jesus Christ! Frank Stallone just got upgraded. <laughs> That's right, Sly. History repeats itself. Try and you succeed. You're the best. Oh, speaking of that. Hey. Hey. Uh, So those of you who listened to our Karate Kid Part 3 episode from last week. uh, Yeah, that's good, Johnny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We were were talking about the the YouTube show now, the the Cobra Kai series Uh that uh, I have and have not watched yet, but I hear good things about. I'm sorry. I put my wrapper in the trash. It's okay. You know, just make all the noise you want. Um, but, Great job, you went. We'll make more. <laughs> All right. But I hear uh, you've seen a few episodes Dude, now. Dude, I'm, I'm up to the seventh episode of the ten episode season. And what can you report? I fucking love it. Yeah? It's really fucking good. Uh, it's it's not as predictable as I thought it would be. Well, like good. I could still see where in the big picture where it's going. Mm-hmm. But like the individual episodes, it's really good. Fucking, after watching Karate Kid 3 and seeing Ralph Macchio in this... That's what I was like, worried about. Oh, wow. He actually is a good actor. Like, he could do... He sucked in Karate Kid 3. It was embarrassing. But he's really good in this. But who really fucking shines mm-hmm. is William Zabka, the guy who plays Johnny Lawrence. No way. He's so fucking good. You and know the what? character they base on him, like... Because he isn't, like pure he isn't like i'm now you know what i've turned a new leaf i'm a good guy like you still see like what was johnny lawrence Mm -hmm. and the fucking great thing is like he it reminds me of so many people like he's he's still kind of tragically stuck in the 80s (laughs) like he loves all that like 80s rock and when he hears like new music it's so funny there's a point where the the kid that he's agreed to start training now he has a ringtone and it's like some ciara song or whatever (laughs) and like <laughs> the first time the kid's phone rings, the music starts playing, and Johnny's like, "The fuck is that? What is that? Where's that coming from? What is that shit?" And then, like before the end of the scene, he's like, "And by the way, like get a different ringtone on your fucking phone, like some Guns and Roses." And like yeah. two episodes later, the kid's phone rings in the dojo, and it's rats round and round. <laughs> and Johnny's like, "Is that fucking?" And he goes, "Rat? Yeah." After what you said, I like went on YouTube and went down the whole fucking like '80s music <laughs> rabbit hole. That's and man, that shit is dope. And he's like. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So it's kind of cool to see that happen. But he's still, like, really rough around the edges. And, mm. you know, he'll start getting students. He's like, stop being pussies. You know, you can't tell kids anymore to stop being pussies or whatever. But the thing is, they temper it. Like, he'll say something like that. And he'll be gruff. But then he'll kind of see, like, how that had affected him. Mm. How like, how he was taught that way. Mm. And how that, you know, impacted who he was. And how he starts to have that conflict about like how he's got a, a an estranged relationship with his own son and this is his chance now to have a relationship with kids and teach them and give them a little bit of something of what he had and kind of see how he softens his approach 
Um, and then to see like the interactions between him and Ralph Macchio, yeah, I'm like, wow, this is really this this is really fucking good. It is so much more engaging and. I think I said something like this on the Karate Kid 3 episode where, like, it would just be fun to play with the gray areas because there really is no... No one is that cartoonishly evil yeah. except for our Trump, president. Yeah. But, like, no one <laughs> No, is, surprise. We no, both went the same direction. No one is really that cartoonishly evil. It's just... It's situations. It's where we find ourselves and, you know, nature versus nurture and, uh, and you know, what serves our own selfish desires at that given point in time. Uh, but... Your own self motivation doesn't make you selfish, or doesn't make you evil. It just makes you selfish. Uh, but to see that become, you know, to be resolved between those two characters, but to see that conflict, and also see how things worked from the other side of the table. That like the way Johnny Lawrence saw it is like he was doing great. He had a great thing going at school, and this kid comes in and takes his girlfriend, right. and it's like what the fuck, man. Uh, and to kind of see that point of view, but to also still maintain and preserve the Daniel Larusso point of view too, of like. No, I was getting bullied when I was yeah. a kid. There's a really beautiful sequence in the show where Daniel LaRusso goes to Mr. Miyagi's grave oh. and like because he's got some conflict, he's got some things going on, he's having a hard time raising his kids right now and like it'll start bringing in like some of the flashbacks from the original Karate Kid movies. Apparently they have the rights to use all that stuff. Nice. So they bring in like flashbacks and like it's almost it's almost heart wrenching. Like it, it's it brings the fucking tears start welling wow. in your eyes, uh, hearing like Pat Morita and seeing the footage of Pat uh. Morita teaching him, and then like while you hear that going on, like Daniel kind of, you know, kind of puts on his gi again. And he starts going through his katas, and it's like this is kind of powerful. Like this is really powerful stuff. Well, at the same time, wickedly funny. Like this show oh, really? is it's sharp. It's wickedly funny. You had said that That's it was right. it was uh, co-written and created by. The uh, the Harold and Kumar guys, yeah, and you could see some of that fucking humor being injected into it. Better than the the, the movies? Is there a film, one of the Karate Kid films, that you like better than the series now? Well, you're really talking you could, it up. You can't have the series without the first movie. Mm-hmm. You really can't. First one's pretty good. Uh, so you need that first movie, but I would still say that the series is a million times more sharply written than any of the films. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh it's it's so good. If if anything, I may build up the Johnny Lawrence guy too much, William Zabka. I don't want to build him up too much because some of his acting is still a little rigid. Obviously, yeah. there's a reason why he hasn't been a popular sure. actor for the past 30 years. Yeah. But there's also something that's to be said for how you really can hone that skill with time and age and experience where now William Zabka has more to pull from and he brings that to this character and it is it's so good I really can't say enough good oh, things great. about it so rest in peace Burt Reynolds this <laughs> uh, has been your big and, tribute episode and long live Cobra Kai <laughs> Cobra Kai never dies <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh, so uh so yeah, that's, I'm into it. I don't really have anything else uh about yeah. this other than uh very unremarkable. It, it is. It's unremarkable. It, it's just it's a shame to see a movie that just doesn't it doesn't have a plot. Like there's no there's no engaging plot that's going on with this and yet it still made 13 million dollars. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh Well, people go see it for him. I would not recommend this movie. No. If you're going to watch a racing movie, Watch Days of Thunder. Smoking in the Bandit. Watch, watch well, but I'm talking about if you're into NASCAR and shit. Yeah, okay. You know, watch Days of Thunder. Talladega Nights <laughs> is even fun yeah. to watch. Um, what about if you're a Burt Reynolds fan? What do you watch? If you're a Burt Reynolds fan, Smoky and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, mm-hmm. stick with the, the Longest Yard. Yeah. I really like The Longest Yard. Never saw that one. Uh, check it out, I man. know of it. If, if you've was, seen the Adam Sandler one, pre- you've kind of seen the original one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was pre-Mustache Reynolds, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was still Deliverance era. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so what did Stroker Race do right? Oh, ooh. um, <clears throat> that's going to be a tough one, but if you like Burt Reynolds, if you like his bravado, uh, it is certainly on display here and he, uh, he is charming and he can be fun to watch. Um, he's also like one of the worst things about it though, too. So it's hard to say that he's the strength, but yeah. without Burt Reynolds, this film is, is diminished. At the time, this is not not our recasting now, but if you had to recast it at the time, yeah, who do you think would have been a better stroker race? <sighs> like I think Burt Reynolds, <laughs> Magnum is, I think Burt Reynolds is fine for the role. I honestly think that the, the and, okay, we'll get into what what it did wrong. Okay, oh, uh, let's so, go there. So what I thought of like just jumping the gun on all this, what I thought stroker <laughs> race did right, 
I really love the fact that, and this is based solely on the shoulders of Hal Needham, I liked what he was doing, like, car-wise, with the practicals, with the cars. Uh, you could tell he's actually filming races with... Because a lot of the stuff, there is a lot of points in the movie where you see stock footage stock of footage, races. Yeah. But there is... there. I mean, there's plenty of footage of our hero cars, like, yeah. driving around. Oh, yeah. And he filmed that stuff. And not only filmed it, but he had to choreograph Absolutely. what's going on on the tracks. Because there are moments where we have wide shots of them coming around yeah. turns and... Uh, that's one big circle, to be fair. So, well, it's How one big circle, but you've be? got half a dozen cars. That's a lot to coordinate. Yeah, no, I hear and I'll, I'll say, like, for someone who is a stuntman and kind of knows the dance that has to take place, I think Hal Needham did a good job. And it's that stuff that you see that's on display that's done even better in stuff like Cannonball Run and Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, the magic just didn't strike here with well, what he was doing. But there's I nothing still as, say that what he did there was pretty good. Nothing as memorable as driving your car across a bunch of 18-wheelers. Yeah. Like a climax of... Yes, sir. Which one is that? That's Smoking the Bandit, isn't Smoky it? Smoking the Bandit. But uh, yeah, there's no iconic imagery from this film the way no. there are from those. No, it's it's Lonnie Anderson's boobs uh, un- <laughs> undressed on a bed. That is the iconic. It, that should have been the poster of the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it would have made more money, maybe. <laughs> maybe it would have. What did Stroger Ace do wrong? Um, we talked about it earlier, but there there is just no conflict to be heard of. Um, and it, it's not enough... The personalities aren't big enough, and the characters don't have enough to do yeah. to not have that that story uh, propelling everything along. Yeah, uh, and and that's what I was getting ready to say is that you've got the movies finally cast. There's, I mean, every one of these people except for Lonnie Anderson, every one of these people I would be happy to put into a film. Like they they do a fine yeah. job. It's the script that they're given, what they have to work with. It's it's really bad, and unfortunately, that script was put together by Hal Needham and Burt <laughs> Reynolds, Reynolds yeah. and so that's a fucking problem, you know. When <laughs> hey, hey, no, it'd be funny. <laughs> What's that? I'm, uh, if I uh, when I win the race, are you doing Norm McDonald? Yeah, it's turning if into I, my uh, win the race and uh, <laughs> and drive across. Down. It's upside down, slide across it. <laughs> And then Bubba Smith picks up the car. Yes, from a police academy. <laughs> Dude, Bubba Smith, man. I'll tell you, a lot of these... Like, Alive former, or dead? He's dead. Yeah, he is clearly. very dead. Um, very a dead. lot of these former sports guys, though, he, former Oakland Raider, um, doing pretty well as far as film goes. There was a point where I felt like, oh, man, you know, Bubba Smith giving a very, like, understated and honest <laughs> performance. And yeah. then, like, as the movie went on, I went, oh, no, he's just kind of bad. <laughs> he's just a, a bad actor. <laughs> he's a great presence, but he's a, a horrible actor. Uh, but no, if this movie just had a better, if someone had taken some time, it, it's almost like No Holds Barred, the story behind oh, No Holds Barred, and that, yes, how that script is. got written. Mm-hmm. That's how this feels. Seventy-two like, hours, Burt a Reynolds hotel room, coked up with Hal Needham, and mm-hmm. he's like, "We can do this." <laughs> uh, and that's a problem, man. Your, your actors need something a little bit meatier. <sighs> the audience deserves something that d- resembles more of a story than what we get here. Also, a protagonist who's uh, maybe a little less rapey. Yeah, you know, less. That'd less be nice. Rape. And even without that whole like rapey sequence, mm-hmm. he's still. Not sympathetic. No, and that no one's going to get behind that, especially in '83. Come on, man! Yeah, it was like right in the the height of AIDS. Yes, so they should have given him AIDS. Of <laughs> course, is that what you're trying to say? Well, you can't sequelize Stroker it that AIDS, way, Joe. Stroker AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> so rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Uh, if we were Gone, going to, but not uh, forgotten. If we're going to remake uh, Stroke Race today, how would we do that, Joel? I have recast six of the characters. This is one of my favorite part of the I podcast, Joe. I did eight people. Oh, yeah. You, you probably have the father and son. I do. Doc and Dad. Yeah, I did not do them. I, I honestly didn't think they were going to show up again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then by the time I had already finished recasting, <laughs> before the movie was over, they were at the very end of the movie, I man. decided that they were unimportant enough. Yeah. To not be recast. All right, so what do you have? What's the? Do you have a theme? Uh, no theme for me. Okay, just an awesome cast. I'm kind of proud of uh, a couple of these. Okay, do you have any? Do you have any multiple? Like Pete, you just couldn't lock down just one for them. I do with for the Lonnie. I've got a character. few. I've got a few for a few of these. All right, characters. well, let's start with your guys then. Okay, well then, where do you have on the bottom of your list? Oh, uh, I have Bubba Smith. All right, so then what I'll do? I'll start with Doc and Dad Siegley. Yeah, uh, my Doc Siegley is going to be Owen Wilson. <laughs> Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, my dad, Siegley, I had a, a couple of options. The first thought was going to be Dennis Quaid, but it, instead, I went with Gerald McRaney, who you might know from Simon and Simon, Major Dad. He's also the doctor oh, yes. on This Is Us. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's still around, isn't he? He's definitely still around. <laughs> so that would be my dad, Siegley. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like and that. so moving on to Arnold, the Bubba Smith character. Here we go. 
I also have two options there. You go ahead. I went with Terry Crews. Terry Crews is good. Mm-hmm. A little on the nose. Yeah. But I went with... Uh, <laughs> I went with... I don't. Is this going to be I insensitive? Uh, might be. Oh, it great. might be. My favorite. Uh, so, I originally thought I would go with Deep Roy, <laughs> the little tiny guy. <laughs> yes, that'd be awesome. Just to kind of play against type, and even to see him pick up the car still <laughs> to be the Jack. He's the one who played the Oompa Loompas yeah. in the Tim Burton remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and he was also in like Big Fish. Every Tim Burton movie after lot, that. Yeah, a yeah. lot of Tim Burton films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I was like, no, that that's going to be a little too I think, insensitive. Uh, so I went with Craig Robinson. As my, oh, as that's my grades. Arnold. He's he's he has too much personality for that role. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like that. Like I would that like everyone. to see that him like talking back as like Torkel's trying to tell him like, "Don't lose him. He's <laughs> trying to make me mad." And like he could be like, "He's trying to make me mad. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not." Gonna... And we cut to Craig Robinson. He's like, "Yeah, well, I'm pissed off, man." <laughs> like just yep doing his Craig doing, Robinson doing thing. what he do. How about uh, Aubrey James? He's the next on my list. He's the rival, the younger, hotter. Yeah, it boy. Who do you have? I have uh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron's good. Mm. I went with Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, I like that Based too. Based solely like every Smart time, mouth. every time I saw him do the whole like, I'm number one, <laughs> and like every time he would do something, and then like it wouldn't pay off, and he just looked like a dick. I'm like yeah. Ryan Reynolds would totally uh, play this. No Val Kilmer. No Val Kilmer. No. <laughs> no <Jesus>. Iceman. <laughs> maybe maybe Val Kilmer circa circa 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heats Val Kilmer. Maybe not even Heat's Val Kilmer. <laughs> no, you know what? No, yeah. you know what? Let's actually have Val Kilmer as his character from, from Heat, Heat being Aubrey James. He was he was getting a little puffy then. Just wasn't to be he? completely strung out, waving <laughs> wa- <laughs> waving at Ashley Judd through a window, and like, no, the cops are there. Okay, and keep walking. Uh, all right, so I got Ryan Reynolds for that. That's great. Uh, you have Zac Efron. Who do you have uh, next? Sure do. Let's do the Ned Beatty character. Oh, Clyde Torkel. Mm-hmm. I'm with Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd's good. I like him when he plays smarmy. Uh, I have three options here. <laughs> okay. So I'll start with my original choice. I will then rank them. My original choice was Don Johnson. Ooh. And that's then, good. And then I thought Kevin Costner. Oh, I like that better. And then the one that I settled on, Jeff Daniels. Oh, th- yeah. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. There you go. That's uh-huh. the winner. That's the order. Who's your- Although, interesting, Kevin Costner, has he ever done comedy? I mean, uh-huh. intentionally? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was even setting myself like, up. But. Like, did you ever see Robin Hood? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, the the Postman? I'm trying to think uh, if, he did, if he has ever done a comedy. I mean, he was in The Big Chill. He played The Body. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Major <laughs> he was, League, he was right? the dead body. Major League? He wasn't in Major League. <laughs> <laughs> he was in was Bull Field Durham. Of Bull Durham, there you and go. And Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's a comedy. Tin Cup. That's a comedy. With Don Johnson. Hey, there you go. Holy shit. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. All righty. How about the Lonnie Anderson character? Pembroke Feeney. <laughs> That's her name? Yeah, Pembroke Feeney. That's not even a real... Those aren't words. <laughs> That's what, Dude, they even say that in the movie where he's like, Pembroke Feeney. That's her name? That's her name. <laughs> I have Eva Mendez. Oh, I like that. What has she been up to lately? Where where ha- where are you? Where has Come back Eva Mendez gone? I don't know. Yeah, I remember liking her quite a bit. Is she dead? Maybe dead or alive, Joel? <laughs> Let's look it up. Wrong. Elvira Wrong. alive. Ava <laughs> Mendez. I mean, like she could. Maybe she had children. Maybe she's decided to. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen her do anything in probably like a good Hitch. four or five years. Yeah, I liked Hitch. I did. I did like. I Hitch. like Hitch. That's Plays a guilty pleasure pines. movie. Ghost Rider. Let's let's look at it uh, chronologically. I think the last time I saw her, she did like a post credit sequence for one of the Fast and Furious movies. What? Yeah. Oh, does that mean she's going to be in one of the sequels? She was. She was in the second one. Oh, and then like didn't show up until like like number three or four. Yeah. Uh, last thing I see for her is a Lost River from 2014. Wow, she played Cat. I liked her. I'm not sure if an actual cat or Meow. her character's name was Cat. Probably Cat. Catness. It's, it's spelled C A T. Catness. Cat Everdeen. Cool. Who's your uh, your Pembroke Feeney? <laughs> uh, so I've got two here. Uh, my original pick was uh, Kate Hudson because oh. you needed somebody who was pretty. You love Kate Hudson, but also d- <laughs> <laughs> but also dumb. Uh-huh. Uh, enough to to kind of play that role believably, uh, but then uh, Jenna threw out uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, which I think is Harley great. Quinn was played by Margot Robbie, smart person playing dumb, which I think would be better. Do you see I Tanya yet? Uh, not yet. No. So good, Need so to see that. good. Man. Yeah, she's great, fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, which leaves us uh, with Lugs Harvey. 
The Jim Neighbors character. Why does everybody have weird names in this film? I don't. Dude, I'm just realizing, I man. I don't know. Lugs, Lugs Harvey, Pembroke, Doc, Stroker, Ace, Arnold. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. This film is like a Mad Lib. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude. The script is probably <laughs> a Mad Lib. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So the Jim Neighbors, Lugs Harvey character. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple that I thought would be would be kind of surprises. Uh, I thought it would be fun to see Fred Armisen play this character. Oh, that's a good call. Uh, but then I decided against that. I fired Fred Armisen. Oh, wow. And brought on David Cross. Oh, he's yeah. good. So you're going for kind of dry? A little bit of a dry. Know it all? Yeah. I like that. Because I'm a fucking mechanic. <laughs> I can see him doing that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 he would be the same character he played in Small Soldiers. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, Men in Black. Yeah. Or Men in Black. Little cameo. Just swatting flies. Or everything he's been in. Who's basically. your lugs, Harvey? Uh, I went with. Uh, I'm kind of proud of this one because this is an actor who started off in comedy on TV and then veered away from it. Heavy drama. Um, and Carol I think O'Connor. Mostly known for his dramas. Um, but I would like to see him get, now that he's up in age, I'd uh-huh. like see him get back to comedy. I'd like to see Woody Harrelson, but like playing a grown-up Woody Whoa. from Cheers in that role. That would yeah. be great, man. Yeah, good bad. call. Well, thank you, sir. That's really good. Um, and that leaves Stroker Ace. It sure does. Uh, and the whole time I'm watching this movie, I couldn't think of anything except... Like, the worst episodes, and by worst, I mean they're still great, but the Stroker Ace character was definitely Danny McBride's character from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> yes! So I went with Danny McBride as my Stroker Ace. Of course, I love that. Oh, yeah, he's charismatic. Uh, I wanted to maintain uh, some attractiveness about this character. What are you saying, that Danny McBride isn't attractive? Uh, you know, uh, to some people, but, uh, <laughs> in the eye of the beholder. Um, but for my money... Um, some, you got to find somebody who has that charisma, uh-huh. but also um, kind of has the, the looks. You can believe that maybe he's a bit of a ladies' man. Yeah. Uh, maybe getting a little bit up there in age and uh-huh. uh, is sensing the younger wolves nipping at his heels. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I've got to race this car. And uh, I was reminded of this actor because I saw Bill, I saw him on a billboard the other day because I guess he's got a new show coming to some station this fall. Uh-huh. Uh, Nathan Fillion. Oh! How about Nathan Fillion Dude, as Stroker Ace? You know, uh, speaking of Cannonball Run, Nathan Fillion was on a show, a very short-lived show, not called Firefly. Firefly. <laughs> uh, a show called Drive. Uh, and oh, I like that show. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I think they only aired like five or six episodes of it. Wow, but it was guy. it was kind of a Cannonball-esque yes, run yes. show. Uh, and it was really good, and that's like I remember seeing the ads for it. And I'm like, so it's Cannonball Run, the TV you know show. What? I'm wondering if if that uh, seeped into my subconscious. Yeah, um, I was unawares. Hey, who's directing? Yours? I have no director. Uh, I have the uh, stunt coordinator for Baby Driver, <laughs> Darren Prescott. <laughs> hey, there you go. Is going to be directing my Stroker another, Ace. Another, another stunt driver, guys. If you have any thoughts about Stroker Ace or Burt Reynolds that you'd like to share, mm. uh, if you have thoughts about this movie stuff that we've glossed over. Please talk back to us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash editing bay, or just type in the editing bay in the search function, and that's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, uh, and click on that. That's where you can talk back to us, and if you've got ideas for movies you'd like for us to talk about in the future, uh, you go ahead and let us know about them right there. Uh, We've also got a website, right, Joel? Uh, We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. Please remember that bookmark it. Go there. Anytime you need to uh, find anything about the editing bay, like a link to our Facebook page. Maybe you want to subscribe to the podcast. You can do it right from there. Have a handy little button to do that. You can also follow us on Twitter. Again, that is at the editing bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. Um, I can't even remember, but I don't need to because I remember the website, editingbay.com. Uh, guys, please leave us a rating and a review on your podcasting app. Five-star rating and a, a review just letting us know what you like about the show. Um, uh, that's something that's kind of important for us podcasters uh, if we want to try to grow this thing. We had a listener post on our uh, Facebook page today. Get they, the fuck out of here. I know that rarely happens. Thanks, one guy. Um, but uh, he had re-listened. Re-listened? Yeah. Yeah. To uh, our Force Awakens episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, was hearkening back to days before we knew. What was going to happen in the last last Jedi? Your favorite movie. I wonder who Ray's parents are. I can't wait to find out. Isn't it? It is fun to go back and and think about that. And now, Mm -hmm. now we're at that point where it's like, I don't care. I kind of don't care who Ray's parents are. I kind of don't care about Snoke or his backstory. Yeah, Yeah. doesn't matter. Nope. Um, He's he's half the man he was before. (laughs) Half the man he used (laughs) to be. Half the man. Um, I just sorry. 
Just really wish that uh, that Luke Skywalker didn't go out like a bitch. That's uh, he didn't go out like a bitch. Kind of went out like he a went bitch. out like a fucking Jedi kinda master. Kind of went out like a bitch. Yeah, kind of went out like a bitch. You know what though? It's cool because it subverted my expectations, <laughs> which means it's good. Uh, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, please keep leaving those ratings and reviews. Uh, and comment on our Facebook pages. We uh, we we dig that. Uh, so what are we going to do next week? Are we going to get back on track? Yeah, let's get back on track. If you were listening uh, last week and the weeks prior, uh, we had mentioned uh, Clueless was supposed to be our uh, our film du jour uh, before the passing of Burt Reynolds. So um, we had to push it. We had to thanks Burt pay our respects. No, no, I think hey, Burt. I think I think we uh, we did the right thing, and I think you chose the right movie uh, because it would have been obvious to go eh, Buggy Nights or. Or Deliverance, or any of the other, uh, or Dukes of Hazard, award-worthy films. That's right, just like Dukes of Hazard. Striptease. Striptease. I had forgotten he was in that until yeah. I was perusing his IMDb page. Um, so now that we have done that, we've probably laid him to what rest. What was the other one? Space Cowboys. Was he in that one? I think was so. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, there's like a bunch of old guys that like go up into oh, space. Oh, I know the film. It's it's on the list. The uh, <laughs> and then there's another one where it's like there are a bunch of gangsters or whatever. With Morgan Freeman. I can't he, remember what that one was. Th- that seems but to be the was... common denominator, isn't it? Yeah. Just a bunch of old guys. Any genre film, let's just get four old guys <laughs> in the roles of. But Morgan Freeman has to be one of it. Well, yeah. I mean, because they've got a quota they have to film. Some people I mean, call what? me a space cowboy. I, that's Cl- not a racist thing. Clint- it's a Morgan Freeman thing. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Uh, I didn't think such things until you said that. Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland. That's the clumsy waiter. And James, <laughs> James Garner, James Cromwell. You mean Jurassic World 2's James <laughs> Cromwell? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, John oh, Hammond's partner. Uh, Jay Leno's in this too. <laughs> really? Yeah. But no Burt Reynolds. Not seeing any Burt Reynolds here. So <laughs> other space mo- was he ever in a space movie? I, I think he so. wasn't. He up for the Han Solo role at one point. I mean, and everybody was up for the Han Solo. Yeah, role. Kurt Russell was. I love watching that audition tape. Of Kurt yes. Russell re- reading the the Han Solo. He stuff. would have been great. He would have been good, but it would have been different. It, it would have, and then we would have never gotten you the know, big pork trouble, chop express. China. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we'll do Clueless next week. Clueless. We just saw it last night at the Alamo Draft House, and whew, I am excited to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. wait, man. Mm-hmm. Jeff, thank you very much. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. We'll catch you next week Thanks. for Clueless. Stepped on Jesus, your line, man. What the fuck, dude? Do it again. We've only done this like <laughs> five hundred times. Jeff, thank you very much. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasures. All mine. (laughs) See you next week for Lou. Liz. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.